Hey folks, Scott here from The Scotting Report. Today on the show is Owen Papo. Owen is one of the biggest linebacker prospects to come out of high school in the past decade. At six feet tall, he's been deemed undersized by many draft analysts, but there's nothing small about his game. Owen, thank you so much for being on the pod today. How are you? Doing good, man. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, we're really excited about this. We're going to jump right into it. Owen, your high school team was stacked. What were some of your favorite memories from your time with that team? Uh, really, man, my senior year, that class, we've been playing together since youth ball, man. So I, I couldn't even pick one, man. We done had so many memories from, you know, traveling all across the country, going on visits, doing camps together, uh, even just team events like barbecues and stuff, just hanging out with each other at, you know, each other's houses and stuff like that. So, man, just I really just miss hanging out with the guys, just being around them all the time, too. But, you know, now we're limited to just, you know, getting on the, on the game, just playing the game, stuff like that, getting on FaceTime here and there. That's the best part of high school, man. Just, you know, being with the people you grew up with. And, uh, you know, I miss it, man. You said youth ball. How old were you when you started playing? My senior class, they were all playing together since they were six. I came in um, uh, in seventh grade, so around 14. Wow, that's awesome. So sticking with high school, you're a five-star recruit. And for the people who don't know, in your entire grade, there were only 34 players in the nation who earned a five-star grade. You had just about every offer in the country. I looked through it. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Penn State, LSU, Oklahoma, Texas, dude, I counted you had 44 offers. <laughs> like that amount is incredible. I think that's the most in your entire class. Why did you decide to go to Auburn over all of those other schools? Uh, it was just really special, man. And um, my recruitment was unique. It actually started in my second year playing football in the eighth grade. Um, my first offer came from uh, Boston College. A, a coach flew out to come, you know, watch me work out. And I grew up watching basketball. I never even watched football. So when he said he offered me, like, I was confused. I, I didn't even know what he was talking about. Then, uh, you know, coach at the time, he explained to me, you know, how I was going. And I was like, well, you know, wow, like, you know, maybe I can you know, do something with this. And uh, so, um, Auburn was actually the third school to offer me and uh, my second SEC school. So I kind of, I think Tennessee was the first. So, so after that, all the SEC schools started rolling in, but uh, yeah, Auburn was the third. So I, I've, I've known, you know, the staff that used to be here for a really long time, uh, specifically T-Will. Uh, we, you know, just built that relationship since I was really young and uh, continued throughout high school. And uh, I just really, you know, felt the most comfortable here, man. Uh, all the times I visited, everybody showed love. Um, campus is beautiful. Uh, people here are really nice. You know, not too many distractions going on. It's like not like a crazy city scene. And it's not like you ducked off in the country in the middle of nowhere neither. So yeah. just a perfect balance, you know, not too far from home. Coming in, I knew that we had three singers getting ready to graduate. So I knew, you know, the opportunity was there to come in and compete for a starting job. And I, that's what I did. I came in and did that. When some of the other big dogs came in and, and tried to offer you and pull you away from Auburn, what was that like? How did you say no gracefully to these legends in college football? You know, being recruited for so long, you, you kind of hear what everybody has to throw at you. So cause some of the stuff was kind of redundant. So I kind of I, I could go out and recruit somebody if I wanted to. But um, <laughs> I, just, I just let them know, my, you know, my mindset. I think after I was committed, I still took a couple of visits. But um, once I had my mindset, my mind was set. The people need to know this. This is very important. Out of these three things, what's your favorite thing? A sack, stuffing a running back in the backfield or an interception? Ooh. <laughs> yep, we come with the hard-hitting stuff here on the scouting report. You got to be ready. I got to be ready, man. I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the sacks. You know, third down, coach sent me on the pressure, call my name, get a sack, crowd goes wild. You got to love it, man. You uh, got to love it. No better feeling, right? No better feeling. All right. K.J. Britt, former teammate of yours last year, who is now on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was the captain of the defense last year, right? Yeah. 
when he got injured early in the year, you became the leader of the defense. And one of my favorite things about game day is watching all the guys in the huddle before the game. And I always wish I can hear those speeches. What was your style or approach to that pregame speech? See me, I'm more of a laid back guy. Just naturally, I'm not really the you know the rah rah guy being loud and stuff. So you know when I get pumped on game day, guys really they listening to me. So really just really just speaking from the heart, man. Whatever it comes to me, man. Just just trying to saying whatever you know feels right to get the guys pumped up for the game. You know we prepare for this. You know things like that. Uh, you know this is what we've been working for all year. This time just come out and defend the house. Just do what we do. Love it. When you talk to them, do you talk to the whole team or do you ever single people out a little bit? How does that work? I do a little bit of everything. If it's a setting like, you know, right before the game, we out there, you know, I'm in the middle, I got to break it down, you know, I'm going to do that. Or say like this off season during workouts, you know, if I see some guys that's slacking or I know they can give me more, you got to know who you're dealing with, you know, because different guys, you got to talk to them different ways. So if it's a guy that I know would probably respond better to me talking to him one-on-one, I'll go talk to him one-on-one. Or if it's a guy I know needs me to challenge him in front of everybody, you know, call him out, get him, you know, pumped up or whatever, then I'll do that right there. It really just depends on the situation and, you know, who I'm dealing with. Cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. Those are some of my favorite things to watch. You see everyone screaming, see everyone yeah. start, you know, listening very closely. And then all of a sudden, as soon as it's over, they're all jumping. They're ready to get out on the field and go run through a wall. It's the best. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to read a quote to you. You got to tell me who this is. All right. Yeah. You just talk about a pro right out the gate. First impressions. I was like, who is this man right here? I think he is without a question, a leader on our football team. Who do you think said that? Either coach Schmetting or, or coach Harson. One of the two. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It was coach Harson. Coach Harson. He's your new head coach. You know, he's been coaching for eight years at major programs and in a hundred games, he has a record of 76 and 24. That is not bad. What are you looking forward to learning from coach Harson this season? Just soaking up a lot of information from him as I can. Like he, uh, he talks a lot about life a lot. <laughs> if anybody who watched his, um, his opening speech, man, he came out and talked for 15 minutes straight, man. Some, sometimes he, he has a lot to say, but if you listen to him, man, you, you can soak up a lot of information from him. Um, so just really just life advice, things that I can apply to my life to become a better person and just develop myself as not only a football player, but a man. So important. And it's so great that you already have that kind of relationship with your coach. That's incredible. So on the mm -hmm. flip side of things, what's a part of your game that you've been focusing on this off season? I need me a pick six. I feel it. I feel like this is the year, man. Been on the jug machines a lot, man. Been doing a lot of DB drills, you know, just working on stats. So uh, just making more plays in the uh, passing game. Make it happen. I love it. Coach, he has recently introduced a program called Real Life Wednesdays. It's where speakers come and talk to the football team about life outside of football. Who are some of the speakers that you've most enjoyed hearing? Ronnie Brown, uh, Jason Campbell. I, I really liked how they, they came and talked to us. It was kind of football-based, that particular conversation, but it, just giving us a look into their, their team because they're probably the best team that came through Auburn. They went undefeated in, in 04. Oh, yeah. You know, just culture tips, think how things ran over there. As far as, like, outside of football, I would say uh, Brandon Buck stuck out to me the most. And um, him just talking about life, period. And one of the things that, that stuck out to me is he said, uh, you know, you're the average of the, the five people that you hang around. You know what I'm saying? So just uh, I'm, I'm a guy who takes pride in, like, not having a huge circle, but just being cautious of who I keep around me because I know they're going to influence me in certain kinds of ways. Oh, wow. That's so important. That is so important. Yeah. You got to you gotta really be aware of who you're around. And so you're five. How long have you known these guys? Are some of these your day one, some of them a little sooner. What's that makeup look like? I would say I have, uh, let's see. I would say, yeah, I have, I'll say four. I have four. Okay. What with them? Some family. Two of them are close friends. I'll count my girlfriend at one of them too. So, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Shout out to the girlfriend on the pod. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. This Auburn team that's coming up this season, you guys are absolutely loaded with talent, right? 
yeah. you know, with guys like Bo Nix and Bigsby leading the offense. And then you got you and Smoke leading the defense. Like, we're all really excited to watch you guys this season. I'm going to ask you, you got an interesting perspective here. Who do you think the most underrated player on your team is this year? Just on defense or? Let's go defense. That's your wheelhouse. You're pretty much going to captain this team. I would say Chandler Wooten. Yeah. He's using his COVID year this year. Graduated already. But um, he opted out last year for personal reasons. But um, he's been having a really good offseason. You know, you go on social media all the time. You see, you know, Owen Papo, Kobe McClain, Smoke Monday, you know, stuff like that. But you, you, don't, you don't really see his name that much. But I really feel like he's going to come out and have a huge year. And a lot of people are going to know his name. It's going to seem like, you know, he came out of nowhere. But, you know, he's been putting in the work all offseason. And um, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. I'm excited to see that, too. That's, that is a very low-key name that a lot of people don't know about. I'm excited. We're going to see him out of space. going to see him in the box. So just stay tuned. Number 31. You know, you definitely have an interesting schedule this year. You guys play Penn State right before you get into your SEC conference play. And then the last game of the season this year is Alabama, which we'll get to shortly. But other than those two games, can you pick out one on your schedule that gets you excited? Uh, I'll say UGA. Yeah. That's a, the old South rivalry or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm excited for them being from Georgia. Uh, I haven't got a chance to beat them yet. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it this year, man. I got, I got to ball out that game. This could be your last chance. Are you going to get it done? That's the goal. There we go. That's the goal. There we go. I had to get you on record, uh, <laughs> at least saying that that's the goal. All right, let's get back into the Iron Bowl. For, the, for those of us who don't know, maybe not the average college fan, the Iron Bowl is the annual game between Auburn and Alabama. Many believe that this is the biggest rivalry game in the nation for a good reason. It is a clash every year. What is something unique that Auburn does in order to prep for that game every year? All the focus is on Alabama. You know, we have school off that week. It almost feels like a week of fall camp. You know what I'm saying? Uh, during during the week, we got previous Iron Bowls from past seasons playing in the facility. I don't know how Harson's is going to handle it, but I know with Gus, he used to, uh, you know, have this this big thing, uh, saw the biggest plays from the Iron Bowl and kind of had that type of vibe. Like, you know, this can be you making this play type, you know, type stuff just, just to get our minds right for the game. But, you know, the, fo- the focus that week is just, it's almost like, like Super Bowl mentality. You know, got to go out with a bang. This is it. Everything on this one game. Let's get it done. Whoever wins that game gets bragging rights for the next year. Last game of the season. Forget school for just a second. Let's take care of business here. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. You know, you're one of the top prospects in next year's draft. What's the agency process been like leading up to the season? Uh, yeah, I've been trying not to get too consumed with that. You know, just keeping the main thing, the main thing, just trying to get my offer Auburn. But um, I'm, I'm aware that, you know, the opportunity will be there. So um, I've had people helping me. So, um, you know, my dad, my mom as well, got a couple of coaches back at home too, helping me vet guys. You know, we're going to see what happens at the end of the season as far as the decision goes. But I have a good idea of, you know, some of the guys we talked to. You know, I've heard that you've got a football camp going on. Yeah, we actually wrapped that up last weekend. So last weekend was at Mountain Brook in Birmingham. And the week before that, we were at uh, Montgomery Academy. Both camps went good. At each camp, we had about anywhere from like 50 to 55 kids. Uh, So had a really good time, man. It was just a day of, uh, you know, just skills and drills. Took the kids through some some agility drills, like, you know, 5-10-5, you know, put the cones like a square, point them in different. Oh, yeah. Just different skill drills. Um, Getting them ready for the combine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Had a fastest man competition. So the guys who were running it with me was uh, TJ Finley, Sean Cybers, Smoke Monday, and my boy uh, Bart Lester, Jake Levon, and Tanner Dean. It was a good time, man, just to be around the kids, man. We saw how excited they were. And, um, you know, that's that's really what all this is about, man. Just, just you know, paving the way for the kids of the future because, you know, this is going to be the future of Bob. And uh, just to see the smiles on their faces, man, it, it meant a lot to us. Man, giving back is so important. I think that's wonderful. But I got to ask, how many of those kids are trying to moss you? Trying to moss me? Yeah. Yeah. If you look on the internet, you can find a video of smoke getting his ankles broke. 
<laughs> I ain't get mosh though. <laughs> That's great. I actually, uh, we did a tug of war. I had went against all the kids, and like I didn't think that was gonna be that strong. I'm not gonna. Lie. <laughs> I had them for a second, and then my foot slipped, and it was over with from there. But nah, yeah, it, it was cool, bro. That's amazing, Owen. We are so grateful that you jumped on the pod with us today. We wish you all the best in this upcoming season. And I hope you have an incredible NFL career as well. Appreciate that, my man. Anyone you want to shout out or anything like that? Shout out to the 2021 Auburn football team, man. We about to go out there and dominate this season, man. Let's, let's get it. Yes. What's the goal? Want to know every week. Want to know every week. Win the SEC championship with class and academic excellence. <laughs> and after the SEC championship? Natty. There it let's is. Do it. Get the natty. Why not? Why not? Bo Nix and Owen Papo. (laughs) Take care. This podcast is hosted by Scott Eisenstadt and produced by Central Park Sound. Audio supervision, editing, and theme song by Jordan Schiff. Make sure to rate and review this episode. And if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and follow The Scotting Report wherever you listen to podcasts.